ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary, my patrons, happy uh, New Year, patrons. Uh, thanks for making sleeping me a part of your budget. I really appreciate it, and so do the uh, all the other listeners. But really, you're providing for your own self-care. So congratulations. I thank you on the little part of you's behalf that uh, needs a good night's sleep. Uh, thanks. Uh, hey, are you up only tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. Uh, we do it. I already forgot what do you like. Uh, we do it with a bedtime story. We do it like a like a. Somehow I mixed up my own my own intro. Uh, Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. Uh, we do it We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could step, set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, feelings... Uh, physical sensations, changes in time or temperature, holiday stuff, uh, travel, uh, guests in town, you know, different sleeping situations, temperatures, uh, whatever scheme you would like to take your mind out. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to create this uh, safe place. Uh, I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use a lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, uh, pointless meanders, uh, superfluous tangents. I'm going to goof around. If you're new, here's the structure of the show. Uh, this is a special all-intro holiday episode with a new intro, believe it or not. This is the first time I've ever done an all-intro episode with a new intro, I think. Uh, but this is like to close out the, the 2018 with a couple all-intro episodes uh, during the holidays. Uh, and if you're new, so there's a, the show is, consists of three parts. Uh, uh, the intro, uh, the story... And uh, then the, the other parts, uh, like the, it starts off with a few minutes of business at the beginning of the show. That's how we keep the podcast free and coming out on a regular basis. Then there's business also between the intro and the story. And then there's thank yous at the end. Now, the intro itself is most, the majority intro, like 12 to 14 minutes of the intro, are me just kind of trying to explain what the podcast is. It's a show within a show, more of a part of the podcast. Uh, that you really don't have to pay attention to might not make a whole lot of sense, uh, it, but it's kind of for a lot of people it's part of their bed down, bed down or bed, bed wind down routine or the bedtime routine. That was my favorite uh, B side Beastie Boys uh, secret release. Be, gonna be, get bed down, uh, and they were talking like it was back when they. I think the Beastie Boys, one or two of them had triple fat goose jackets, maybe or maybe one, only one did. Mike D, I think. Uh, but so, oh, where was it? So the intro was a show within a show, and yeah, a lot of listeners listen to it as they get ready for bed. Uh, some people fall asleep to it. And uh, some uh, like two or three percent uh, skip to like eighteen minutes and listen to the story. Uh, but you know, if you're new, give it a few. Give it. This is where you can get to know me, which may be why some people want to skip it. Uh, but it's also where I kind of create the, the safe place and goof around a little bit. Uh, I don't know. It, it's uh, it's a part of the show. Then there'll be a bed. Oh, then tonight will be intro after intro after intro. Uh, but because these are newer intros, it'll only have the credits in the. Um, intro music once uh so it kind of it has a more um 
I don't know, connect a story, bedtime story feel to it. Uh, so that's uh, the the that's the structure of the show. Normally, it'd be then it'd be a bedtime story and then some thank yous at the end. Uh, but because it's a holiday season, I run these all intro episodes. It gives me uh, time to work on episodes for next month and to spend a little bit of time with my family uh, doing holiday stuff. Uh, which for me, and I think for a lot of us, is not always an easy thing, right? It can be a little bit. Uh, the holidays are a time where sleep is uh, uh, like temperatures changing, lighting, you know, the uh, fall, winter, you got, uh, you got different stuff going on. And then you got family stuff and you have expectations. And I just give you a little bit of behind the scenes in Scoots's life. Uh, and maybe you can relate to this or maybe, maybe you could like, uh, in, in all honesty, you can laugh with me and at my foibles, you know, like uh, I'm putting them out there. So you could say, oh, yeah, Scoots has trouble with some mundane things uh, sometimes, too. Uh, but so there's a, like a, there's a tradition with uh, Christmas trees, holiday trees. I think they call it Christmas trees, though. And uh, you could there's over the years there's become uh, for a long time. It was like uh, most of, I'd say uh, this is just guessing at uh, the breakdown but I would say in the regular United States, it was like 80, 90 percent of people bought uh, uh, cut Christmas trees, like real trees. And uh, a smaller percentage of people bought uh, artificial trees. And then, you know, even smaller percent bought, bought those silver artificial trees. And I think there was a couple of reasons behind that. In the 80s, when I was a kid, the artificial trees, were, the technology was still in development. So it was like, uh, well, that doesn't look as much like a tree or it takes a lot of time to set up. Uh, it doesn't have a pine smell. And I'm just guessing that they're probably cost a lot more. And so when I grew up, I always, we, for the most part, we had a, a fresh Christmas tree. We were lucky. We lived in upstate New York. Uh, and I think over the years, due to marketing and maybe like some part of like uh, like sustainability, and just wondering, the the artificial trees have become more and more popular. And I think for a long time, like I didn't really think a lot about it. Though uh, I have not had a holiday Christmas tree in a long time. I lived in a very small apartment, and I don't know if anybody can't sleep because they overthink. But even that, I tended to overthink. I, I, I would say I really believed I was emotionally unsuited for a holiday tree because I said, well, like, it just, uh, I think I had one in the past, like, uh, like eight years, maybe. And I do have a daughter, uh, we, we, like, at her mom's house, her mom has always has a real nice tree. And my place was always very small. So I said, well, I don't know where we'd put the tree. And I'm not, I can't be like, like, again, I don't want to get too deep into it. But again, if you have, if you do a lot of ruminating, you could imagine what I was ruminating around not being able to care for this tree or not even thinking about the mechanics of uh, like, uh, it's just strange when you talk it out here to the public. Uh, but I really believe that I don't know how I'd get a tree and get, well, just go and buy the tree and put it in. Well, then you got to get a, I just now, I just rather not do it. And I remember the closest I came was like on the twenty in the twenties a couple of years ago. I was walking home with and I offered there was a Christmas tree lot by where I lived, uh, and I gave an offer to the person of like thirty dollars for a small tree, and they said uh, like sixty. 
And they said, we don't negotiate tree prices. And so I walked away. I said, what, what, it's a 20, whatever. Uh, so I haven't had any trees, like holiday trees in a while. And over Thanksgiving, my parents were visiting and, and I had just moved. So I had a little bit more space. So I said, this year I'm going to get a tree. And it, to, to be like, a, like a, also I ruminate about, I have a daughter and uh, I always ruminate about, uh, you know, just like, does any of this, uh, my ways of thinking have an impact on her? And I thought it'd be nice for her to have a tree this year. Like, uh, and I said, you want a Christmas tree this year? She said, yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, and I said, okay, well, let's plan on getting it. And she goes, well, I don't need to be part of going to get it. Uh, you know, decorating it'd be fine. And I, I thought, oh, well, that's just a tradition my family had was driving to a Christmas tree lot. Or maybe there's Ralphie's family in a Christmas story and getting a holiday tree. So I said, well, that's cool. Like, I'm glad she expresses her preferences. Uh, I'll get the tree, and then one day you'll come home from school or whatever. The tree will be there. We'll decorate it. And she said, terrific, Dad. Uh, so I said to my parents, well, the, well, this could be an activity we do with our, with with us while they're visiting, You know, when, especially those of you that uh, live in smaller places and have your parents or family visiting and you try to got to have stuff to do so you can get out of the house. Uh, and uh, like, well, I'll just leave it at that because again, I'm trying to like uh, I'm not trying to minimize any of this stuff, but I don't want to dig into too deeply because you know where we're digging. Uh, the LAT like it could, could be like a bit like an LATRINE or whatever. So anyway, I said, yeah, we'll go get a tree. And my parents said, okay, it sounds great. Where where are you going to put the tree? I said, well, we could put it on my roof or roof for my car. And they said, you got a tree stand? I said, no, we'll have to get that too. And they said, what about an artificial tree? I said, well, I've thought about it, but uh, this is, again, over-rumination. I said, they didn't say this to my parents even because I was a little embarrassed. I said, I don't know if I could bring myself to buy a tree at full price. I could, If I was going to have an artificial tree, I should have got it in July like, an, like a reasonable person would. So that's what part of me thinks what a reasonable person does is buys a holiday tree over the summer at a low discount or would try, you know, real reason. My heroes, you know, my, my imaginary well-adjusted heroes probably keep a spreadsheet of artificial tree prices. I wonder if Nick at Lifehack or is listening, uh, but uh, maybe Nick could do an article about this, uh, Nicky D. He didn't, he, I don't have his permission to call him Nicky D, but... Uh, like does tracks uh, has ever tracked your tree prices? Uh, like because he did like those life hackers good for like when you buy a plane ticket or whatever, uh, raincoats or stuff like that. But so where was I? So but I said, huh, you're right, maybe. But I said, well, there's a Christmas tree lot. Let's go over there. I mean, it wasn't that simple when you're moving with your parents, you know. Like, uh, but we we made our way to a Christmas tree. That was a rainy night, uh, and it wasn't. It was like five thirty or something. But it was. It felt like it was midnight. Uh, it wasn't raining hard, and we went to this Christmas tree lot, and we were the only customers there. And I would say, what was it like? November, uh, like the November high twenties, like twenty eight or something. And we go in there, and it was pretty soft sell. I think because it was early season, and it was a pretty big Christmas tree lot, and. Uh, there weren't like pricing signs up, which is always to a person like me a warning sign. And some of the trees had different ribbons on them, but we started looking around and they had a variety of colors of pines and heights and stuff. And I remember my mom went off to talk to somebody who was working there. 
And me and my dad were kind of looking at the trees and just saying, well, what do you think one of these trees freaking costs? Uh, and then my mom made her way over to us, and she had this look on her face, and she got us close, and she go, we go, she goes, so they, uh, I found out how much the trees cost, and we said, okay. And she said, $12 a foot. And I, I started counting on my fingers, uh, and I said, wait a second, what, $12 a foot? And I said, well, at least it makes it easy that all the trees cost the same. But then we were like, like uh, all of us, uh, like internally came to the same conclusion. But almost all three of us said, like, uh, let's get the F out of here. And so then we, because then we said, well, if it's $12 a foot, who knows how much they're charging for a tree stand? And so we left that Christmas tree lot uh, and we got in the car and we actually had a big laugh. Uh, because it was ridiculous. I mean, and then we laughed at the whole idea of uh, a son uh, going to shop with his mommy and daddy for Christmas trees. And uh, and I said, well, let's go to Home Depot because I, I had been there earlier uh, getting something. And I said, I know they have both kinds of trees. And I said, maybe I should open myself up to this artificial tree thing uh, and be more open-minded. And we looked at, we split up, uh, it's all your good trips to Home Depot, go. And my dad looked at the real trees and he said, it's still like, uh, and we could, we made some calls even to, to other parts of the country after we were laughing, saying, how much does a freaking tree cross cost where you are? And like a, like a, a fresh Christmas tree or a cut Christmas tree, and it, the, the majority of people they came back with like 40 to $60 for a good tree. Uh, and at Home Depot, this Home Depot by me, it was still in the, um, much more than that. Uh, not in the Hondo range, but at like in the 80 to 90. And so I said, okay, well, that's like, not only is that like, it's like a tree. It's like the tree's not going to, they said, well, first of all, you know, I don't know. The, I never researched the environmental impact of the tree. So that's like a, that makes it, uh, the cost, you know, I don't know if that's, you know, I'm not perfect. What can I say? But then, you see, you got to get the stand. Uh, so then we looked at artificial trees. And at first I said, well, I don't know. And then I said, what if, if I get an inexpensive artificial tree? Because there's a pretty big price range for artificial trees. And I got to tell you, I bought the one that costs 150 bucks, And I've never been, uh, rarely have I been happier with purchase. I'll just cut right to the chase. Uh, I think there was one or two other trees that were less expensive. This one has like built-in lights. uh, And I said, let's do it. 150 bucks, uh, uh, like, uh, just makes sense. Uh, And I I learned a lot. Like, it it works a lot like three umbrellas that you stick into one another. And then when we got it up, it looked, it didn't look good, but I didn't realize. Luckily, I had my mom there, who's pretty, pretty uh, on top of this, these trends. And she said, you got to fluff out and spread out the branches. Because at first it looked like I said, well, much like little things. I said, this is a disappointment. Uh, uh, but then once we fluffed out the branches and stuff, it really looks good. Uh, it looks like it, it really... Uh, if for the purpose of a tree, I mean, you can spray pine scent around. I said, uh, this is a win for sure. And, uh, yeah, so then we went, so I guess that's the story of how I got a holiday, how much I do, how much thinking I do. And that can happen to me at bedtime and maybe it can happen to you.
And that's what the podcast is here for. It's here to keep you company and to take your mind off stuff while you drift off. Because it's not easy being a human. Maybe you can't relate to that, uh, my tree issues. Those are just a few of my tree issues or the trees of my issues that branch off. The branches of my issues branching off of one big tree. Uh, but you, maybe you're going through something else. Uh, but I really believe you deserve a good night's sleep, and I'd like to help. I appreciate you checking this show out. I hope you're having a happy, safe holidays. And at least you're treating yourself with dignity and respect by at least trying the show, maybe patting yourself, kissing your shoulders. Uh, uh, so give this podcast a few tries to see if it works for you. Thank you so much for your time. I work very hard. I yearn and I strive to help you fall asleep. And here's a couple of ways we keep the show going. Uh, hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, feelings, uh, physical sensations, changes in time, temperature, weather, routine, uh, whatever it is that might be keeping you awake. Let me take your mind off of that uh, to distract you. And uh, I guess I'll introduce you to the podcast. I, gotta, I guess I can mix it. So I'm going to create a safe place where you could set aside whatever is keeping you awake, all that stuff I just listed. And what I mean by safe place is I'm going to, you know, make it really comfortable and nice. Hey, welcome. Come on in. You don't, in this safe place, you don't have to take a number. Recently, well, let's come back to that whole taking a number thing. Because uh, that's not what we do here. You just say, hey, there's plenty, is a lim- limitless room here within this podcast. Uh, infinitely comfortable, cozy space. And you say, is that a paradox? I say, this whole play, this whole podcast is a, is an enigma within a paradox, as we say around the uh, well-worn tropes club that we got over here in this one corner. Yeah, but there's plenty of space for all sorts of stuff. Any of your interests, we got room here, but mostly it's just comfy. We got all this comfy, cozy stuff. I'm glad you're here, but also we have a uh, bedtime storyteller. That Oh, boy, that's me. What I'm going to attempt to do is take your mind off stuff, but really I'm trying to keep you company. Uh, to put you at ease, if you're new, earn your trust over a couple episodes uh, to see if you say, well, this podcast does help me. I kind of like it. It's not bad. And if you're new, here's a couple things to note. Uh, you don't need to listen to me. You could just barely pay attention, or you can listen. Believe me, I'm trying to make sense the whole time. It's just my natural ability, inclination, and ability, and just, you know, who I am. I'm a rambler. You know, there's all these country songs about rambling and, ra- you know, ramblers and... uh but uh, I think they meant it meant it, like uh, I think they meant like rambling out on the trail, which I would do if I was on the trail. I'd be rambling. If I'm on a horseback, I'm in, I'm rambling, or I'm keeping it myself. Uh, but on this podcast, I'm here to ramble to keep you. So you don't need to listen to me. That's the thing. Like if you're out on a trail with somebody, imagine if you could have them rambling like in a like a way that you say, well, that puts me at ease. I'm not listening to them. It puts my horse at my steed at ease. Uh, steed at ease. That almost, it kind of rhymes in some way. And uh, 
again, I'm trying to think of what book we, if we had a book and we titled it Steed at Ease, uh, I think it would be like a, like a, like, let's say, uh, you know, there used to be TV shows with talking animals that weren't uh, animated. I don't think there, there was this one with a horse back. I think this is before I was born, but on Nick at night, they would have recaps, uh, called Mr. Ed. And all I remember was that Mr. Ed was a talking horse. And I don't know if he, like Barney Fife or somebody, I don't know what Mr. Ed did. If he was an investigator or they uh, were an investigator or whatever, what they were doing, like looking into stuff or just making jokes. But I think if a book like Steed at Ease would be like uh, the reflections of a horse, you know, a racehorse, uh, they became a poet laureate or something like that, or a noble laureate, uh, or just a, like, uh, you say, gave up the laurels for laureates. Uh, that could be a subtitle. I mean, it needs a little massaging, but a steed at ease. Uh, yeah, or a massage therapist, but I don't know if who, who's lend themselves to giving massages. Uh, though they could be like a massage therapist to supervisor. Or maybe that'd be a new thing. Like there's tapping. This would be hooving. Be, be give a whole new meaning to the word behooved. Uh, you'd say I've just been behooved, and it felt oh my goodness. It was uh, it was uh, you know once they'd steed at ease, uh, the right you know they uh, found a new way uh, to cushion hooves. Uh, you know gave no, no no what are those things called? The shoe shoehorns. Uh, Horseshoes. Uh, what am I talking about? I, I think it was in the middle of. And now I'm imagining a horse massage, like uh, doing that, like massaging my back, or kind of, uh, and uh, like an educated. Maybe that would be it. They would read po like if it was a like a laureate. Uh, it's a like also giving me some sort of massage and a mess, <laughs> like a po po poetic message. They call it, you know, that would be a twofer. We guess they got four legs. So, uh, so anyway, if you're new, don't, don't believe it or not, you don't need to listen to me. You believe that? Uh, I go off topic. I get mixed up. I talk about uh, stuff, but you can listen if you follow that. You say, hmm, like how, like how would it, like, what would it be like uh, a talking horse? Uh, you know, second act, third act. Whoever that uh, person was that said there are no second acts. Uh, I, I usually remember who it is, but now I forgot. Uh, you say, well, there you go. This horse is uh, like uh, on their third act. Uh, racehorse. Well, first, you know, show pony, maybe. Racehorse. Uh, went to school. That's an act. Uh, then became a laureate, a multi-laureate, multi multi and then uh, started a massage institute. Also was it like an act uh, one point B point C was a distraction in a sleep podcast uh, where there was uh, flash forwards and there wasn't any flashbacks. So oh, I guess the show pony, you're right, being a show pony was a flashback. Uh, and they said, this isn't a pony, this is a steed. Okay, but we're, like, we're getting, the, we're putting the, I didn't even mean to do that pun, but, like, we are putting the car, court, court, card ahead of the horse here. 
because I'm still trying to, if you're new, so you don't need to listen to me. You also shouldn't feel any pressure to fall asleep. I don't know if I was, uh, it just carded you, but, uh, I'd like to cart you off to dreamland and put my cart in front of your thoughts. So you say, well, I'm kind of following where this cart is going. It kind of seems like it's going somewhere and nowhere at the same time. I already forgot the title of the book, but I already thought of the, um, a sequel, Ste- a Steed in Need, uh, a steed takes heed. It could be a, it could just be a series of books uh, that are never written or published. Uh, the imaginary bookshelf that, that'll be one of my autobiographies. Uh, a steed takes heed. Okay, so let me get back. So, so you don't need to listen to me. No pressure to fall asleep. I'll be here about an hour to keep you company to take your mind off stuff. Uh, like banter. Uh, like fr- friendly, like uh, whatever, ch- talking. We're going to go into a bedtime story here after I get done wrapping this up. Uh, but if you can't fall asleep or you're, you just take your time. I'll be here the whole time and uh, send my voice across the deep dark night using lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, which you've already witnessed plenty of. Uh, uh, but all to, to, to keep you company, to take your mind off stuff and to help you fall asleep because uh, I'm your boyfriend here in the deep, dark night. And let's see. I think they ran out of gas, uh, just like a horse. Oh, uh, structurally, I guess we're pretty far in the structure. But if you're new, just so you know what to expect next time you listen, uh, the show starts off with about six minutes of business or less, ideally. Then that's how we keep the podcast free. Yeah, then we have a 12-minute intro, which we're like nine or ten minutes into, where I ramble and kind of introduce the topic of the podcast, uh, or like uh, try to introduce what the podcast is, uh, or really, I don't introduce it, a topic comes up, gets uh, like, hey, this one, two topics came up, one came up, I said I would get back to that, and then I forgot what that was. I tried to introduce the podcast, it got like a few sentences in. And then the next thing you know, I meet a well-educated horse, uh, and that changed everything. That might be good dialogue for the horse to say. Sorry about that. Uh, I can't remember the title either. Steed, what did I call it? A steed that takes heat? No, that, now I can't. A steed in need. A steed signs the deed. That would be after, like you say, well... After the fourth book, it was Steed Signs the Deed. That was really uh, uh, Steed's Creed. That one, oh boy, Scoots went off the rails by then. And then he had the one, Steed Makes Mead. And that one was just like uh, weird. It didn't make any, like he traveled back to the Middle Ages. uh, And everyone in the Middle Ages had never seen a talking, educated horse, the former, like, racehorse, former show pony, former uh, laureate. Uh, They didn't even know what a laureate was because it was the Middle Ages. It should have sent them back to, like, whenever laureates were around Rome or whatever. And uh, they said, we're just looking for a horse to ride around on. And the steed said, well, I make mead. The greatest, well, I'm, I'm going to learn how to make mead, and then I'm going to make the greatest mead you've ever seen. And they say, well, how'd you travel in time? They say, well, it's asleep. Anyway, so so uh, I'm going to go off topic, but I'm here to help. I'm here to help you fall asleep and to be a little silly. Because really what I want you to do is be like to, to not have to dread bedtime. I've been there dreading bedtime. 
and it being rigmarole. And if this podcast can maybe add some levity or uh, just a distraction where you say, well, I put scoots on. I don't like uh, I don't know what the heck he's talking about. Mr. Ed or like next day, maybe at work, they say, yo, George, you still listen to that sleep podcast? And they say, yep, that's why I look so darn great today. Is uh, What was he talking about last night, that pod guy? Uh, he was talking about, uh, I don't know, I woke up and I was just saying, a horse is a horse, a horse, of course. Uh, and then I said, then I started just watching old Nick and Knight trailers on YouTube while I ate my breakfast. So I don't know what he was talking about, but I know I slept good. So that's how the podcast ideally would work for some people. Uh, but if you're new, it doesn't work for everybody, but I hope it works for you. I work very hard because I'd like to help you fall asleep. Thank you for coming by. Uh, hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to try to do the rest. And uh, what I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, feelings, uh, you know, intense stuff, uh, like uh, whatever's keeping you awake, uh, physical, emotional, uh, th- th- mental. Though they, I don't know why that has such a, like, you know, stuff in your mind, overthinking stuff. That's what I'm good at. I'm good. That's one of the things I'm good at. How come they don't have, like, a competitive overthinking? Let's go back to that because it's like, hey, they had that whole thing with, uh, who was that, Joey Chestnut and Kobayashi. Let's go back to We'll come back to that. So if you're new, welcome. I'm glad you're here. This creates a safe place. And I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night to try to make you feel welcome, to, to try to earn your trust, to try to make you in an attempt to, that you can be at ease here. You can say, or you can say, I don't know. I don't know how, like what the most soothing, like a comfort sigh is, but you can make that. Your shoulders could go down a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'm going to use a lot of meanders, uh, pointless, uh, you know, mix-ups where I say, hmm, i got to get back to that competitive thinking thing. No, Scoots, not com- oh, overthinking, that's different, you're right. Uh, uh, competitive thinking, I think they call it, that's, you call it the, it's in the Ivy League, right? Uh, ba-boom. It's not really a joke, though, it's like a true, in a positive way. I'm already over, there, there you go, that's my competitive overthinking about uh, thinking. Competitive thinking overthunk. Uh, anyway, if you're new here, I'm going to do go and t- go on tangents. I have creaky dulcet tones. But here's what to expect. Uh, the show structurally starts with six minutes of business uh, because it's a sleep podcast. We do that up front. And, you know, I'm trying to keep all our archives free. And the way we do that is through the support of the patrons and the sponsors. Uh, so we do that up front. Thanks for your patience and thanks for participating. And then there's an intro. The intros are somewhere around 12 minutes. Sometimes they're 9, sometimes they're 14, sometimes they're 13, sometimes they're 16, sometimes they're 10. Also, the, you know, those are just estimates, uh, a lot of them. And the intro is kind of, uh, 
it is a podcast within a podcast, uh, but it's also a structural part of the podcast. Uh, like, uh, I don't think it's a very clear, clear way of, uh, you know, this is an overthinker's way of explaining it, but, uh, if some people use it so their pets know to get in bed. Some people use it while they're prepping for bed. Some people fall asleep during it. Some people skip it. The timestamp is in the show notes. Uh, but it's kind of a mood setting thing for listeners. For me, it's a, like a, a Sisyphean attempt to explain what the podcast is uh, so far. Though one day I'll really get it down. If I can just think just enough about this uh, in my spare time. You say, what do you, what's your hobby? Well, I'm actually, can, can a hobby be competitive? Cause I'm a competitive overthinker, but I gotta get back to the podcast intro before I go on that tangent. So that's the intro. Then tonight we'll have our holiday soap opera, uh, as the North Pole turns, I think it's called. I don't even know. Uh, I like that one though. How much does the North Pole turn? It probably turns a lot less, uh, or does it turn more because it's uh, on the top? You know, does it rotate? Like, I guess it depends on how you define rotation, right? Or is it uh, still take 365 days? I'm not a, you know, I guess I got to get a globe and uh, somebody explain that to me. I've been reading a lot of Pratchett. So, my, you know, I'm, I know that's a flat earth, that's a flat disk theory. Anyway, so. Oh yeah, so we're gonna be. Then we'll do about forty-five minutes of uh, soap opera with only the like only the mellow, no drama in that. Uh, just mellow, like a melorama. That's what we're calling it. Uh, a soap opera full of melorama, and uh, then we'll have some thank yous. So you, you, here's the thing with the podcast: you don't really need to listen to it. You can kind of listen to it. You can passively listen to it. You can barely pay attention. You know, some people don't even like uh, understand what I'm saying, or they turn the volume so low, down so low uh, that it's just a mumble. Or you know, they play this like there's different animal shelters now that are playing the podcast, which is so touching to me because I love animals. And I, I would say, for a normal podcast, they probably wouldn't know what they were talking about. For me, you know, the the animals kind of say, "Oh boy, poor guy." Run of run of his litter. Uh, it's like these are the these are the emails I get from. Uh, they say, "Woof, just logged on to this computer." But usually you have to like it doesn't. It's not that clear because there's a lot of mistyping when you're doing it with pause. These are the kind of emails I get. Uh, snuck onto the computer. Wanted to send you an email. Woof, woof, woof. Uh, but you know, then oh, they're coming back. Question: Were you the runt of your litter? Question: Quick, you know, puffy or whatever. So, what was they talking about? Though? Okay, so you don't really need to listen to me. That's what I was saying. Believe that. Uh, like I'll be here. It's a podcast to put you asleep, but but it really is just a podcast to be here to keep you company while you fall asleep. So you're no pressure listening, no pressure to fall asleep. I'll be here for an hour or close to it, uh, to keep you company in the deep, dark night, to be your friend, your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar cause, your boar bra, your boar bud, to be your friend, really. I mean, in some digital sense, because I've been there. It sucks not being able to sleep. Uh, at a perplexing one last night where I was doing some light worry dreaming, and then I couldn't, like, and then I said, what am I doing? Like, I'm not even sleeping here, grinding my gears, and... uh 
Then I woke up a little frustrated, and I said, man, how many, like, this, uh, it stinks. Uh, and I really believe you deserve a good night's sleep. Uh, I want you to live a flourish, uh, flourish, like, uh, like, I want you to have flourishes. I want you to be so flourishing that you feel comfortable with flourishes. You know, maybe you start dressing as uh, the Monopoly person because you say, hey, I'm like, and you're swinging your cane. Maybe you're doing some Grace Jean Kelly moves uh, uh, in, you know, like uh, singing in the rain. How about that? You say, I sleep so good from that podcast. I sing in the rain now. Caught a cold. Uh, but it was worth it because I was, and they say, also, you can't catch a cold from singing in the rain. It's because it's such a glorious feeling. And when you're happy, they say it's good for your immune system. But the reason I make the show is because I've been there. Obviously, I I joked about competitive overthinking, but I think I would be, I don't know who's the top on that, like, eating circuit, but, uh, because only one I ever, like, I can barely, (laughs) can barely watch the, the one that's on. But I'm pretty sure, like, uh, they, like they go on streaks. Like, if for a while it was Kobayashi, and then it's been Joey Chestnut on the 4th of July, which is, like, six months from now, seven months from now. But, uh, yeah, like, if they had competitive, how come they do, don't have competitive overthinking? I think that's called, uh, I think they because they said, well, let me prescribe this for you. <laughs> or they say, hey, well, if you eat this, you'll feel better. I say, okay, great, so that'll fix that. Uh, I can't believe I'm laughing just just at the like uh, futility of it in some real human way. Uh, it, they say, well, yeah, that's not a competition we're interested in watching. They say, well, I'd rather watch people like uh, overuse resources than uh, watch you because like uh, then you expend glucose and whatever the heck else is going on in your brain. Yours has got goop in it. And also, it's the thing about show not tell. Like, uh, if you're competitive overthinking, you just, it's, yeah, you could monitor my facial body language. Uh, and, uh, okay, I guess, yeah, I guess you're right. It's not as interesting. One day, though, we'll live in a world where we're so distracted yeah, that the, distra- the, the most distracted among us will be the greatest. I think that was, wasn't that a novel? Uh, the greatest entertainers in the world. Uh, hopefully I'll be around for that. I guess it wouldn't be, they'd be like the most, uh, what do you call the empty victory though? You see, I mean, maybe you, like if you give it your all though, if you really overthink you're, you're wiped out. So then you don't have to think for two or three, you could do three days. Uh, like this is coming for a person. I'm not kidding. I was like talking to my professional last night. Uh, this is even like, like I said, uh, Maybe that's a boundary I could just define with myself of just, okay, no more thinking, period, until I forget not to think. Uh, they said, let me draw this boundary. I mean, it's with my internal critic or stuff. We don't have to get too deep. But uh, he said, why am I making myself miserable with this overthinking? And I said, okay, well, what if you just stop thinking? Uh, and they said, like I said that. And they said, okay, well, what do you think of that? And I said, well, uh, I'll probably forget. Uh, I could say it, and then four minutes later, I'll be br- 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 my brain. And in some sense, that's kind of what the podcast does, but it's external. Like, maybe I need a robot sidekick that's like a parrot on my shoulder that just says, uh, maybe just a parrot that says, squawk, stop thinking. That If you see me with a parrot on my shoulder, I'm not a pirate. That's going to be it. That's my solution there. 
But this podcast, it kind of offers you something else to listen to other than your thoughts, other than the physical sensations or feelings that you're dealing with, uh, other than the pressure of stopping thinking or falling asleep. Uh, you could just kind of listen to me. And that other stuff might be going in the background, too. Uh, but we'll, we'll kind of follow the tale. We'll check in in the North Pole in the 1950s. We'll see what's going on. It'll take, there'll be a lot of talking, probably some exposition, like two characters talking about their feelings and uh, indirectly talking about something that kind of say, what are they, I don't, I don't understand, uh, and going on tangents and stuff. So I, I found that that for some people who say, okay, yeah, this isn't too bad to listen to. This is kind of nice. Just scoots is kind of goofy, uh. I'm here to try to help. Uh, now, this podcast doesn't work for everybody, but I really honestly hope it does help you. Because uh, if you're there tossing and turning uh, uh, or dreading bedtime, I'd like to make that a less onerous thing. And I say this almost every intro because, I mean, I really appreciate you checking this show out. If this is your first time, give it a few tries. Most reviewers are skeptical, most listeners, because they... First of all, what the heck did, is this guy? He's a competitive think overthinker. Yeah, I'm not a competitive think. I'm not an intellectual. I'm a person that focuses his intellect so inward uh, to calculate unfathomable internal. Like, uh, yeah, I'm an overthinker. I'm a competitive. I'm I'm a competitive overthinker. So I'm I'm so overthought. I don't even know what number I am because I've yeah, I've got to think about it more. Uh, but yeah, I'm on the overthinker, I'm the overthinker circuit, which is just running in circles, uh, uh, circular logic. Uh, sorry, I'm laughing so much. And it's like, uh, you know, sometimes you have to laugh because it's true. Uh, we're all humans. We're all doing the best we can. And it'd be great if this podcast could help you out. Uh, uh cause I, you know, I, I can't be there to, to tuck you in or, or to, uh, really make you smile, just barely smile in this case, uh, and put you at ease, because uh, I really work hard. I really yearn. I think you know why now. Uh, to help you fall asleep, thanks for coming by. Uh, hey, you've only tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. And I'm going to do the rest. Uh, I'm going to try to do the rest, which is, which is uh, to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, uh, physical feelings, uh, emotions, noise, changes, whatever is keeping you awake. I'd like to take your mind off of that. I'd like to keep you company. And what I'm going to do is uh, send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, uh, tangents, uh, like layered tangents, um, filler words, all those things. Uh, I'm going to try to be at your side, uh, chattering. Like also getting mixed up and blank blanks blank spaces, not the kind that Taylor space Taylor space and Taylor Swift to, to think about sing about. I don't know. I think my mind might be a blank space uh, right now, but that's good because it's open and it's like it, this is the most welcoming blank space. Like sometimes blank space is like blank page. Writers talk about that all the time. 
blank space if you're a podcaster usually you'd say well there's going to be a lot of echo in that room that's no good blank canvas usually gets like a better press i don't know who's doing the pr for blank canvases uh but versus a blank page a blank page like if people have a visceral reaction that they say hey well you got a blank canvas here go for it i think because uh I don't know, especially involved with finger painting. Uh, I guess when I think of canvases, I don't know why I think of finger painting, but I do. Not at my place, though, and not at, no finger painting at bedtime. That's another true, I don't know if that's a truism, but that would be probably a good, uh, maybe not, though. Maybe we could get some, like, lavender-scented, uh, like, build in some detergent, uh, but also, like, what if we combined... Let's come back to this. This could be a new product for the podcast. Sleep paint. Uh, the, the, the painting and the finger painting that puts you to sleep. So I'll cross my finger and try to come back to that. But for your new, if you're a new listener, thanks for coming by. I hope I can earn your trust and make you feel welcome and uh, put, put, put your mind at ease. Here's what to expect. Structure the show. First four to six minutes are business. It's a sleep podcast. And in order to keep our extensive archives free and keep the show going, uh, it takes a lot of work, and that's how we do it and keep it free. Uh, so if you're new, you could kind of skip over that or thank you for staying through it. Uh, uh, so that's the beginning of the show. Then there's an intro, which is around 12 minutes, where I get distracted like by things like finger painting and uh, like ideas that you'd never associate with finger painting, like bedtime. And then brilliantly, I try to make a metaphor. And then when I can't do that, I just make a mildly, like a met, mis, I misuse my metaphors or the Purple Pros paint kit. We could maybe we could call it that. Uh, and uh, so I, the intro is where I kind of display my uh, talent's a strong word, uh, my ability, my. Uh, you see, I just think I just did it. Like, uh, I'm just here to, I'm not here to, um, it'll make more sense when I get through the structure. Uh, then tonight we'll be talking actually about an episode of Doctor Who that has Charles Dickens in it. It's not a Doctor Who Christmas special, but because it had Charles Dickens and I think in 2018 we're going to be doing some Doctor Who content, I thought it would be a nice teaser. Uh, so we'll be talking about the two, the the newer seri- series of Doctor Who, the first season or the first series, uh, episode three, which I don't know, I can't remember the name of the episode, but Charles Dickens is in it. It should, I don't think it was called What the Dickens, but it could, it, it, it probably wouldn't have been anyway. Dickens gets gas, get gets the gas. So that's what I gets the gas. He had the gas face. Uh, like Prime Minister Pete Nice used to sing about. Uh, but anyway, so where was I? Okay, so the intro, then there's, then I'll talk about Doctor Who. If, you, if you're unfamiliar with Doctor Who or you're worried about it, it like this will be the most, you'll say, he really, was he really talking about Doctor Who? That's most people's reaction. They say, wow, it's just here to put you to sleep. But like really... The content is a vehicle for my meanders, uh, so you could listen whether you like Doctor Who or you're not sure about it. Uh, give it a try. I, I promise I work very hard to make sure this is as sleepy as it can be and that uh, I'm pretty descriptive. So, And in, in this one, I'll actually kind of explain some, like, 
because I, I, I know about as much about Doctor Who as you do. Uh, unless you know stuff about it, then then I don't. So I'll talk about Doctor Who, then we'll have some thank yous at the end of the show. And that's, that's the structure of the show. Unlike other podcasts, you don't have to listen, you don't have to pay attention to me. <laughs> I think you figured that out already, but uh, it's actually encouraged. Uh, you can kind of pay attention you can barely pay attention. You can be vaguely aware that I'm talking. You could pay attention. I'll be here to keep you company. And that's really the purpose the show serves, is to take your mind off of stuff or to be your companion or to be both. Uh, because this podcast, while well, I say it's a podcast that puts you to sleep, it's really the podcast that's here while you fall asleep. Uh, I keep you company in the deep, dark night. And I try to create a like a safe, a silly place uh, where you can set all that other stuff aside and you say, hey, I can focus on this podcast, kind of, instead of all the other stuff. But I can also, you know, snuggle into my pillow poo uh, or, you know, my, whatever you could, like a, my Betty poo, my Betty buy, and get comfy and uh, just maybe maybe barely smile at this, uh, this person that goes on tangents. And, and, yeah, let me pitch you, let me finish this intro with pitch you on the, this new product. You may have heard of other sleep podcasters, even me, that once believed no finger painting at bedtime. They keep the art, art projects out of the bed, I used to say. But I say that no more. As I prepare to unveil the imaginary beta version of uh, a yet unnamed product, uh, lavender infused with uh, only the finest essential oils, cold pressed, uh, uh, finger paints with their own. Not only are they non-staining or whatever the heck you use, uh, oh, totally plant-based, 100% plant-based, uh, and, uh, like, but, but also they come with their own, like this one, we don't, it's tough to put in the copy, but it has like a, the plant-based detergents in there, which are actually the same thing that the conduit for the paint or whatever, whatever you call that, the medium, the medium of the medium. How about that? Uh, somebody get, what's his name on the phone? Uh, I can't even think of his name, <laughs> but anyway, uh, like, and you can get in bed and it, yeah, oh boy. And we're thinking about, you know, adding some melatonin and, and things like that to, to our more advanced products, but we haven't done that yet. Uh, but think about that. You'd have a smooth tactile. We also sell a bone, like on the side of warmer paint warmer that, you know, gets it to a nice warm paint and you could do it on your walls. You can paint your sheets. You could paint this person sleeping. I mean, can imagine how fun it would be. If you couldn't sleep and you could, but you could paint the face of the person next to you sleeping so soundly, you know, with finger paints and they're warm to, you know, we'll warm them to 98.5 degrees. So they won't even know. And maybe we'll do a dry bait, you know, maybe we'll do a dry version and they'll say, oh, that smells great. Uh, maybe we could do black light paint. So then they wouldn't even know. You say, oh yeah, this is just a, a sleep bomb scooter puts it on his elbows. And then you could paint, you know, little things on their face, like, uh, because they're sleeping. So, you know, cause it's just so nice that they're sound, sound asleep. Oh, snoring away like a dream. No reason to, you know, put some frowny face on their cheek or whatever, or, you know, make some funny eyebrows or, you know, give them like a clown nose, whatever it is. And, you know, you, well, there's also, we do have bed-based canvases, uh, 
with uh, you know round the round of course as in cushioned the cushioned canvas uh, and that's going to be available probably 2040 uh, uh we'll hit the market so think about that uh it, it's for now and uh, you know send your deposits uh in, in fact, just oh, you know, just open your windows, throw your deposit right out there, right out the window, and I'll get it. Believe me. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a new product. I forgot what I was going to call it, but it's uh, finger paints for bedtime. Part of our new holistic sleeping pro- program. I'm moving away from just being a sleep podcaster to being a sleep business, uh, and this can be our first foray. Oh, my brain just got back to me. It said that that for it said I can barely predict the future, but that for it did not work out. So we're going to readjust. Uh, so hold on to those deposits. Maybe finger painting in bed, according to my predictive brain. Oh no, that was my common sense brain. It just said. But I think maybe the the paint the paint your partner's face thing that might have some like a. Uh, it would it would be easily it would be like a hypoallergenic and it would probably have some aloe pet plant but that would still be plant based and lavender infused so you could paint their faces I think at least we could do that product uh, and we could do an invisible one that you can only see in black light so then they wouldn't even you say well no honey I was just putting some uh, this yeah this is uh, that uh, eucalyptus bomb 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 uh, that was Ricky Ticky Tavi's best friend uh, in some fan fiction I wrote. So I guess that's it. Uh, that's it. So it's a podcast to put you to sleep. I'm, I'm, it doesn't work for everybody. Like, give it a few tries. And, like, literally 98% of the reviews say it took me a few tries. Uh, and this is uh, all it takes is a little investment of your time. And I hope I can help you fall asleep. And, yeah, it, might, it doesn't work for everybody. I hope it works for you. Uh, but if it doesn't, I'm sorry. And you could, you know, try out some LibriVox or you can email me. Because uh, I'm only here to help because I've been there tossing and turning uh, as recently as, uh, you know, not that long ago. So I'm glad you're here. And I really hope uh, I yearn, I strive, and I work very hard because I want to help you fall asleep. So thanks again for coming by. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest, and what I'm going to attempt to do is uh, try to create a safe place where you could set aside whatever is keeping you awake. Uh, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, feelings, uh, like emotions, physical sensations, uh, changes or interruptions in your routine, anything, noise outside, inside, freaking jingle, jingle and no jingle and bells after 10 p.m. How about that? I mean, holy mackerel, like uh, Santa who? Like uh, save it for Christmas Eve and that's it, buddy. Uh, anyway, that's just a little, uh, like, uh, like, I don't know what that was. Maybe we could come back to that, though. So, like, uh, it feels like there's a lot of cheap, easy jokes in there that are mildly humorous. But here's the deal. Like, I'm going to create a safe place uh, where I can kind of take your mind off stuff and keep you company. Whatever's keeping you awake. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. 
I'm going to use these lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones that aren't for everybody. Uh, but give it a few tries to see if, if see if they work for you. And basically, let's see, if you're new, well, here's the quickest version of it. You don't really got to listen to me. You could just barely hear me in the background. Uh, or you don't have to pay me any attention or pay me any mind. Also, you're under no pressure to fall asleep. I'll be here to, 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 to be your companion uh, for at least an hour or around an hour. So those are the kind of main rules. And then structurally, first uh, four to six minutes of show our business because it's a free sleep podcast. It, we have over 20 hours of work for each episode. Uh, so the way we keep it free and all the archives free is uh, listener support and a little bit of sponsor support That's because of the listener support. So if you're new, thanks for sticking through that. Sorry, you had, you had, thank you, uh, but uh, it's a sleep podcast. We've got to do that up front. If you're a regular listener, thanks for uh, being actively involved in the podcast. And so that's the first four to six minutes or so. Then there's an intro, which we're just starting off. Usually those are around 12 minutes. That's an estimate. And I usually just ramble in those. Uh, what, I try to make you feel welcome. I guess I try to earn your trust, but just in a way, like, not in a way like you'd give me your wallet uh, or the keys to your vehicle or leave me in charge of anything other than, like, let's say you were, uh, like, this is the kind of trust I'm looking to earn. Could you hold these coffees for one minute while I throw this out? Is Are you comfortable, like, considering giving me that level of trust? Because uh, that's a tr- and that's a that's a serious like a, that's a leap of faith on your half. And I'm not joking. Because think about it, like you're there, in line. Maybe you got a couple of those holiday drinks, uh, peppermint nog mocha frucino. Uh, is there also is there any caffeine in there? Uh, but like uh, like you just bought two of those. May- hopefully you got like a bogo or something on that. Uh, buy one get one free. Though I don't know where you'd go to get that. Uh, but anyway, you're holding those. And then you realize uh, you need some, you know, you need to uh, put, put some napkins in your pocket. Or, you know, like uh, figure out those, like how to use one of those carriers. But those like involve so much pushing. But maybe that's it. So you say, well, I'd like to get these in a carrier, but I got to get it. I got to put them down. But man, like, uh, I don't want to risk you spilling this $8 coffee. Uh, so, uh, like, uh, you say, oh, this person looks uh, barely, you know, you say, well, they look like I could trust them. They don't look actually that coordinated, but if they're only standing still, I think they could hold these coffees. They don't have anything in their hand because they're waiting for theirs. That's a neighborly thing to do, but it does take a little, because you say, well, I got to talk to someone I don't really know, but then you just turn, you say, hey, would you mind holding these two? And I would say, absolutely, no, not a problem. Do you mind, you know, I would joke, do you mind if I taste this? But uh, that would probably, uh, I don't know if it would that build trust or lose trust. Uh, if I keep it away from my mouth, uh, like if I move it further, I say, well, maybe I'll taste this. Uh, like, would that be... And then you say, okay, I, I got my napkins, thanks, uh, then that's the exchange is done. That's the exact level of, po- like, trust I'm looking to earn of yours initially to, for the podcast. You say, oh, well, it seems like pretty low risk. I'm just going to listen to this uh, this person ramble for an hour. 
see if they can put me to sleep. I don't really have anything invested other than a little bit of time here. Yeah, it, would I trust them to hold? Uh, maybe I would hand them two coffee. Maybe would he be, even be one? And I'll be honest with you up front, don't try to give me three because there's a 0% chance of me giving all three of them back to you with coffee in them because they can probably hold two. And holding three, I mean, I wouldn't mind trying, but that would be me trying to show off uh, and that never goes well. So I'm looking to earn your trust. That's what I do during the intro by over-explaining things or by trying to make a metaphor about something and relate it back to the podcast. But really, that's all I'm asking. You say, hey, would you hold on to these? And really, I guess like to, to extend the metaphor into the real truth of the podcast is if I could offer some magical physical service, uh, it would be like that. It would be like those Amazon lockers or whatever for your worries or your pain or, you know, whatever it is. What's that word that uh, it really captures it all? Like, uh, you know, the, 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 the deep dark night of your humanity. And you say, hey, Scoots, could you hold on to this for 8.5 hours for me? I'd say, no problem. I got, a, I got lockers here. Here's your locker key. It's got crypto, fun, you know, crypto funk in there, so you don't got to worry about it. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's not part of, it's part of its own blockchain. It's called the blockhead chain. Uh, and yeah, like, so, so totally encrypted. I'm going to take your worries or whatever uh, substitute. Uh, I'm going to encrypt them and then I'm going to put them in my own blockhead chain and I'll hold them for you for 8.5 hours. When you get up tomorrow well rested, you know, then we'll run it through your personal decryption key uh, that will, you know, double verify, you know, double verified, of course. And like then you can go about your day. Hopefully you'll be flourishing and smiling and enjoying yourself because you got a better night's sleep. Uh, now, we both know that that's only a, that's a pie in the sky dream. And I don't know if you could if you say, well, I might trust you to hold my coffees. I don't think you have any idea what you're talking about, about encryption. Oh, yeah, we got a 2884 hex key here. This stuff's un, un, unbreakable, except when, you know, except when dropped. Uh, Hardy har har. Would you say, well, I trust you to hold my coffees. I, well, would you trust me to hold your worries? Uh, kind of. Because uh, this podcast is a little bit like that. I try to take your mind off stuff. Think about those warm cups of Java or whatever the heck it is. Uh, sugar, sugar with some coffee and me holding them for you. And maybe I could do the same for whatever's keeping you awake. But a little bit different manner because you're under no pressure to listen to me. Like, even though I'm here to take your mind off to keep you company, eventually, for a lot of you, I'll lose your, t you, like, you'll lose focus on what I'm talking about. Uh, like, tonight we'll be talking about uh, the, uh, the holiday parade, and we'll have some visitors and stuff like that talking about the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. A little late, but yeah, like, uh, you know, it's already nostalgic, Uh but the whole idea is, like, uh, you don't feel any pressure to fall asleep or to listen. And I can just be there just like an adult was there reading you a bedtime story. But the circumstances are a little bit different. I'm a little bit sillier. Um, it don't get to the point as much as an adult might. Because, uh, kid, you, I mean, let's be honest. You say, hey, kid, get to sleep already. Like, you don't even know what's like. Uh, you don't know what it's like being in your uh, 
teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, whatever. Like, you don't know what it's like out there. So for you, it should probably take uh, about eight minutes to fall asleep tops. But I realize, you know, sometimes you need a little extra soothing. But I'm here for 60 minutes of soothing for you, the grown-up, uh, or the grown-up in training, like I am, G-I-T or whatever. Uh, I haven't even got to that stage yet. I say I'm a tween, tween in, twid, tween in development, uh, uh, like uh, I'm working on whatever those are, anagrams. I don't even know what the heck they are, shortages. Uh, but you like a uh, twid. I like that though. I'm a twid, tween in, tween, tween in development. I guess that's a little bit weird because that is a double entendre. Uh, because tweens are developing. I passed those stages. I'm just trying to develop the maturity of a teen, teen so that I can move on to being, uh, like, uh, like a, like useful functioning member of the world where I say, Hey, this feels pretty good out here. Uh, and it does feel pretty good and better if you're rested. That's why I want to help. I, I have trouble sleeping. I toss and I turn. I overthink. I overtalk. I, uh, they say, hey, what the heck? Are those, is that Jingle Bells? I mean, first reaction is, is Santa coming for an early visit? And then I say, probably not. Uh, then I say, well, who is someone outside? Is that, are those Jingle Bells going in my brain or outside? And then I say, what's with the Jingle Bells? I have no Jingle Bells and no jingling after 10 p.m. You know, if you got chestnuts and you want to roast them, open fire or not, do it before nine because I don't want, I don't need to be smelling burnt chestnuts. Uh, oh, also, by the way, I relocated to the North Pole, like a North Pole village uh, out on Route Four. Uh, yeah, I'm working. I'm do, got a third job here, and uh, yeah, uh, so these are the kind of things that get on my nerves out here at uh, Santa's Christmas Village. Uh, or whatever the heck we call it now. I say, can't we just call it the, the happy pole? Like, uh, also, can we get that going? Can we get some more signs up, Bruce, about uh, the 10 p.m.? Uh, no jingling after 10 p.m. And they say, who works at a North Pole, like uh, imitation North Pole, and actually roasts chestnuts? Uh, and they say, well, you, you can't judge until you tried it. Uh, they said, well, if we if you roast them at lunchtime, I'll have some chestnuts. But it drives me nuts. I'm trying to go to sleep. And that's kind of what my brain is like, too. It's also like fixating and discovering things to get worked up about. But the podcast here, take your mind, like, hold your coffee. I don't think I could explain it better than that. But it's so simple, I got to keep talking, I guess. Uh, but think about that if you're new. Uh, and you might already have an answer, and uh, maybe they gave you clarity. Say, I wouldn't let this person hold on to a cup of water for me. Uh, like, uh, it's okay. Well, I believe it. I believe you. I, I understand. And if you're new, most listeners say it takes a few tries to figure out this podcast, if it's going to work for you, not. Because uh, it's different, and I'm different, and I accept that. Uh, but all I'm trying to do is, is to help uh, for the people that it works for. If it doesn't, I'm sorry. I can't, can't help you. But give it a few tries. Uh, really no investment but time. And I'm glad you're here. I work very hard on this show because it can relate to how it feels out there in the deep, dark night. And I really want to help you fall asleep. Thank you for coming by.